Hi everyone, welcome to the Blush Podcast. I'm your host, Na, and today, sadly, Ashley's not here. Uh, She's unfortunately sick, but you will hear from her next week. But today, our episode is about surrealism and avant-garde relating to all media, fashion, film, and real life. Um, And today we have a special guest with us. We have Pilar. Hi everyone, it's so nice to be here. I'm very, very excited to get to talking today. Yeah, how about you introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Okay, so hi Blush, I'm Pilar Bradley. Um, This is my first semester as the senior fashion editor. And um, yeah, I've been writing, styling in this industry for quite some time now. And I'm very excited to get to talking about surrealism and avant-garde fashion with you guys. And a little bit of, you know... um, all other forms of media that that correlate to it so i'm very excited to be here today yeah so we could start i feel like we need to talk about what is surrealism yes absolutely and our i guess our definitions and our relationships with it of course absolutely so for me at least surrealism surrealism has multiple definitions and i really feel like this is a concept that people can perceive um to each their own So with surrealism, I mean, I see it as multiple forms of media. I see it as escapism. I see it as disassociation. I see it as a way to kind of escape the reality that we live in every day. And whatever is surreal for you might be realistic to another person, vice versa. So I think that this concept in and of itself, we can talk a lot about the different forms of what that looks like. But as for me, what surrealism looks like, um, I see it more as an escapism form of art, uh, escapist form of art, if you will. Um, But what's surreal to me is things that I, I guess, my definition of that would probably be, you know, those those little dreams, those little what-ifs in my head that are coming to life. Um, And and especially through fashion, because I feel like we're, we're really breaking the realistic standards of what that looks like, especially as we're moving forward with the digital age. Um, I mean, Look, think about it. Garments, you know, yeah. are now digital. Garments can be worn through a screen, and that's pretty surreal in yeah, and of itself. I um, agree. I think the de- definition of surrealism is really evolving over time. Oh, for sure. Um, but like I said, I think the definition is pretty vague because it's it's really to each their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much my take on it. Yeah. But um, there's a lot of avenues of it. Yeah. And I'm excited to get into that. I always saw, I feel like I always saw surrealism as like a fantasy. Yes. Like what is your fantasy? Yes. What, What's every, your dream world? Yeah, your yeah. dream world. And I feel like with that, you talk about virtual reality and that has like communicated through fashion, especially like like Hanifa, their fashion shows being virtual. And yes, I was like, absolutely. that shit was so cool. It's insane. And that was definitely like, yeah, like their take on surrealism in that type of way. Yeah. And it even makes you think it, um, where fashion design is heading because, you know, I think as fashion has progressed over the last century, because, you know, this is where media comes in mm-hmm. because fashion's always been a thing you know yeah. accessorizing yourself adorning yourself in certain garments and certain pieces has always been a thing since the dawn of time but you know over the last century with technology and the way it's rapidly moving and social media and the way that we're utilizing that is it's pretty surreal because yeah. you know if you talk to somebody from let's say like 1915 who's wearing 
you know, gilded fashion. He's mm-hmm. wearing, you know, certain silhouettes, sharp structures, you know, sharp corsets or crinolines or, yeah. or things like that versus now when we're literally wearing things out of pixels. That's mm-hmm. surreal to them. You yeah. know, that would be surreal to a person, you know, that we would be talking to from that era. So it's pretty surreal to even think about what fashion's going to look like in 2090. Yeah. You know, versus 2022. Yeah, we definitely talked about how it's evolving. Yes. How, like, it depends on technology and our environment and yes. all that. Yes, But also, at the same time, I think... I, I brought up escapism earlier, and I really want to hone on that in this in this episode because you can't necessarily have surrealism without any form of escapism. I absolutely agree. And I say this because nowadays everything is so oversaturated to the point where we're not really grasping what's real to us, mm-hmm. what's authentic to us, to, to, to any individual, really. Um, and so I think, especially through fashion, if we're talking on more of that level of things, um, we, we, we got to talking a little bit the other day, but um, I think that trends in and of itself, I, I, I think I brought this up and I was, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I know some students at FIT who've gotten opportunities and have gotten interviewed for certain things and have claimed that um, <laughs> trends don't exist right now. Um, one thing about fashion is there's always going to be a trend. Yeah. There is always going to be a trend. And not just only in fashion, but in media, mm-hmm. in film, in music, in any any medium of art, really. Um, any any form of media with, with art in and of itself. That that be fashion, whatever. Whatever your, your niche may be, there's always going to be some kind of trend. Yeah. There's always going to be some kind of new or resurfacing, you know, thing that's being brought up. And so right now, in a time of nothing but social media and a time of nothing but performing online, nothing is really authentic. It really isn't. It, nothing is really, really, you know, that person. And obviously, you know, we have our handful of influencers, our handful of voices in fashion that are really making moves and are, are changing the game. But in the current climate of everything... Everything has been done before. Exactly. And it just depends on you doing it in your own way that's making it unique. Exactly. And so so in that, um, I, I wanted to bring up that point of there are no trends right now. I completely disagree. Yeah. Um, and, and one thing about me, if you know, I, I will, I, you'll know when I disagree with something. <laughs> and so I'm glad I'm bringing this up because there has been a label for everything recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think people use the word avant-garde anymore. They don't. Um, and I think it's such a lovely word. It's such a lovely phrase because, I mean, it's so avant-garde. You know, mm-hmm. it's so fun to say that. But I feel like right now we haven't really seen anything avant-garde in fashion. And Especially in school. Yeah. we are a fashion school. Yeah, and absolutely. And I haven't, I haven't seen anything, in my opinion, that's, like, over the top. That's- yeah. And I couldn't even... I mean, I, I'm, I'm more of the response for yeah. fashion. You know, you have the people that are creating things. And so I couldn't imagine being in a fashion designer's uh, shoes and, and trying to create something totally new. But that's really why surrealism comes yeah. into play. Because it's how that, that person, how that creator uses their alternate reality mm-hmm. and you know utilizes how to escape through that through, yeah. through their reality i so, haven't seen any avant-garde fashion lately in general yeah i feel like maybe when i the bella hadid dress might count but it doesn't really count yeah. to me and and you know what i i think that that moment was so exciting because yeah. really looking at it i love caperni i love bella hadid i love what they did 
Um, and, and I think it was nice. I think it was, I think it obviously, it really wasn't the garment itself. I mean, it was really just a, a the white, it was a white off the shoulder yeah. gown, which we've seen before, but it was, it was the, the theatrics. Mm-hmm. It was the escape from the show yeah. that really gave that, that moment a buzz, yeah. you know, in fashion. Escapism and surrealism definitely have like a hand in hand, like they're, they're siblings. They're, they're twins, you yeah. know, they're, they're cousins, if yeah. anything. Um, but like I was saying, I think that moment was so enthralling for, for us because we haven't had a moment like that where mm-hmm. it was just the focus was the garment and the person wearing it Yeah. and the, the attention and detail that puts it all together. I think that's why, and I know there's been so much controversy about that, and there's controversy in everything nowadays. Mm-hmm. There's polarity in anything. Um, you can't do something without somebody saying, oh, I disagree, or I d- agree. There's always going to be some kind of gray area, and that's really where you need to play with what's surreal to you and, yeah. and use that to your ability. But like I was saying, I think that moment was so exciting for us because we haven't seen an escape in fashion. Everything is so oversaturated. Everything yeah. is so what you want. You Ready know? to wear is so trendy. It's like, all right, this is what we're giving them. This yeah. is what has to be and done. that's And that's why it's it's so important to keep yourself updated with fashion in the same way that you would, you know, regular news. Mm-hmm. If you're in this industry, and especially if you do go to FIT, I think it's important. Obviously, you know, not everyone's medium or, or yeah. chosen focus is on fashion but it is important to educate yourself on these things especially when you're talking about the trend cycle when you're talking about you know pivotal moments this year and over the next over the trajectory of the years really but um like I said I think that moment was just really pivotal for us because we haven't seen performance art and fashion in a minute oh for sure and when I think avant-garde really when I think of that word I think of you know he was a little problematic but I think of Galliano for Dior yes. in 2003, 2000, you know, in the I think of 2000s. Alexander McQueen. I think too. of Alexander McQueen. Yeah. I think of, um, I think of a lot of different, you know, designers. I even think Iris Van Herpen, if we're mm-hmm. talking in recent terms. That is some crazy out of this world. I've never seen that before. And keep in mind, when I say I've never seen that before, that doesn't always give somebody a plus one. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, a, a plus or, yeah. or, or bonus points. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, things are not always going to be original and that's the beauty in it and it's really up to your interpretation as to how you yeah. want to make that original. So it's challenging and and nowadays I think fashion is getting harder. Yeah, for sure. Um and I think that's not talked about enough. I think it's for me at least personally like I I've been I'm in this weird in between phase of like I don't know what my style quite looks like right now. I'm where you are right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I totally and I think a lot agree. of us are. I think a lot of us are in this like weird, you know, kind of moment. But right now, I mean, we I think we briefly talked about this the other day, but there's a label for oh, every kind of aesthetic yeah. and especially us being Gen Zers. Um I think we have this kind of, uh, what's the word I want to use? This kind of um, connotation. Break the mold type of, of thing. Of, yeah, about us being the generation to break the mold and yeah. to break the status quo. When really, I think we're breaking, yes, while we're, we're you know, we're making a lot of improvements. Yeah. And I think that we have to give credit to where it's due. But also we need to call out our mistakes and we mm-hmm. have to be aware of what we're putting out and the messages we're sending, not only just for us as Gen Z, but for the generations 
older than us and for the generations under us. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that's the point of life, of generations, really, is to continue to rebuild. And that applies to fashion. That, mm-hmm. that, that rebuilding, that remodeling, that revisioning. Um, so what I was saying was to, to connect that to the labels, there is a label for every area of fashion like i i don't understand why we call the need yes i don't understand why core at the end of of a word gives it this entire yeah i don't know why why it it gives this this oomph or this like extra like oh i am this when Mm -hmm. you're yourself you're you yeah you know what i mean you sure. should be the only one who is defining your style. Exactly. And, and it's it's really, it's easier said than done, but I, I've been thinking this and I've been applying this to my own personal style because like I said, I'm in this weird in-between. And I think, you know what, I, I'm human. I see certain trends that I like and I'm like, oh, that's so cute. And I want to buy into it. Mm-hmm. But I have to look at it from someone in the industry's perspective and say, this is not productive. This is not help me build my style. This only helps me build my style for other people. And I feel like it builds capitalism as well. Exactly, exactly. And it feeds into so much. It feeds into misogyny. It feeds into, like, um, it feeds into a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, Especially, it it, it could even be, it could even go into, I hate to say this, but it even goes into race. Yeah. And it even goes into your ethnicity and your gender and, you know, all of those other factors, which Gen Z has been working so hard to break this. Yeah. Gen Z's been working so hard to break the labels and, and the, the norms and things like that. But here we are adding grandma core to a <laughs> nightgown. You know, just because you wear a nightgown. Or wearing a house mean, dress and a bonnet. Like, yeah. Bitch, I do that every day. Come on now. I mean, <laughs> it, does, does that make me like my grandmother? No. Yeah, no. You know, um... I think instead of labeling things, I mean, it's it's normal. It's human. Yeah. We're going to put labels on a lot of things to help us grasp onto our identity. I think that's why labels in these, like, dash core, yeah. in, in, in quotes, has been such a popular thing because I think because we have so many different creatives now, because so many people are using their platforms mm-hmm. to use their voice, it's oversaturated. So we're hearing one thing from another person and, you know, we're hearing this from another person. And then you don't even consider, but cancel culture yeah. is at the forefront of everything. Yeah. So people are trying to avoid making mistakes by adding to them, if yeah. that makes sense. So so the other day I was on Twitter and I'm just scrolling through my, my, um, my feed, whatever. And I'm on high fashion Twitter. I highly recommend getting on high fashion Twitter. If you're not on it, um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of people, especially Gen Zers, I don't use Twitter. Sadly. A lot of people don't use Twitter. I, I don't love Twitter. But now I like. I'm a TikTok and Instagram person. Okay. Even I don't yeah. Post, but I'm a TikTok yeah. person. But I like. I see like the tweets on Twitter. I'm like, I low key fuck with Twitter. But I, I Twitter's what Elon Musk got into. I'm like, I don't yeah. know if this is my time to like hop on there. Yeah. You know? But um. But this, I love Twitter for a multitude of reasons. A because it's unfiltered. I think oh, it's sure. the most unfiltered um social media we have really. Besides Reddit. Um, but Twitter is pretty blunt, and I'm a pretty blunt person, and I, I, I appreciate honesty and calling people out when it needs to happen. And high fashion Twitter does a really good job of focusing on independent brands, on talking about the history of brands. It's a, yeah. really, it's a really educa- educational platform for fashion. So for those who, you know, are, you know, into pursuing fashion journalism 
or are into just hearing about news and fashion and, and history and yeah too. yeah twitter is the best place for that and twitter is going to keep it real i will tell you that and so i saw one of um you know somebody i follow and they had reposted a tiktok video and um it was about vanilla core <laughs> what do you mean vanilla core what do you mean by this? What do you mean by this clean girl aesthetic? Yeah. Let me tell you. Slick back hair, gold hoops, white, you know, clothing, yeah. slacks and basics. Mm-hmm. They have been in for so long. Just let people wear what they need yeah. to wear. I don't understand why we have to categorize label on it. everything now. What I realized about our generation, about the whole, like, oh, we're different, we're different. We're not really different. We're We've not. been doing things that, like generations before us have been doing we're just putting different boxes and putting different we're still obsessed with the labels we are like we are especially like with labels like who you are and our identity we attach labels to ourselves yes even though we like to be like oh i'm like undefined no babes babe that's even in itself yeah the only thing that's gonna define you the only thing that's gonna define you is yourself yeah that's literally it and that's why i was bringing up like this weird in between phase that i'm in in my style um, I, I, I was bringing this up. I was speaking about this the other day with my roommate and actually my mom. Um, uh, right now, for example, uh, the Adidas Samba shoes are pretty popular. Let me tell you, the Adidas Samba shoes have been in since the 80s, the 90s. I want to say the 90s, really, because my mom had a pair. And, you know, my mom was a 90s chick. She, you know, she. it's so funny because she'll be like, oh, platforms, y'all think y'all are doing something different? Like, yeah. me and my friends were, are wearing the exact same things y'all are wearing mm-hmm. now. Um, and so I was talking to my mom about that, and she was like, but you don't wear black like that. You yeah. should, you know, I was like, yeah, I, there's a cobalt pair that I, like, love. And I'm such a blue girl. Blue is my favorite color. And I'm using that um, to kind of, I guess, figure out what's me. And, mm-hmm. and ever since I was a kid, you know, that color and, you know, certain shapes have been, like, have always caught in my eye. And so I think over, you know, the past couple of years as my style's evolved as if grown, um, I've noticed myself retracting back to the things that I used to like as a kid. And, you know, maybe that's inner child work that yeah. that's also helping. And I feel like that aspect is surreal as well. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. And I can get into like my personal experiences with surrealism, but, um, I think like I was saying, um, I'm using those things and I'm like, okay, well, if there's that trend, for example, um, why not get a pair that I know is my favorite color yeah. that I know I'm going to wear that reminds me of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the same goes for these, uh, these like lawnmower motorcycle, um, this biker trend of the, yeah. the um, I want to call them matrix glasses. They, mm-hmm. they just, they give me matrix vibes. They look so cool. They look so cool. They look so good. But <laughs> I'm not going to tell you guys, but I'm going to tell you guys, it doesn't work for some of y'all. Mm-hmm. It does not look good on y'all. I'm going to be real. <laughs> Um, and there's not any unfiltered people telling you th- these things. There's, and that's why I'm here today, because I want people to know <laughs> that you can wear these trends, but as long as you make them yourself, that's what's going to show. That's what's going to sell. Yeah. That's what's going to make people, oh, she's influencing. Mm-hmm. That's an influencer. Yeah. Not by wearing, you know, uh, those glasses or, or those, those shoes or, you know, wearing the Miu Miu mini skirt. That's mm-hmm. not going to make it you. 
you're just a product of what they're selling at this yeah. point. If you w- wear that product and sell it, you know, in in the way that you want, that's that's what's making, you know, your surrealism, your surrealistic ideas come to life. That's mm-hmm. what's bringing everything to life. And so, like I was saying, back to the, the, the labels, the clean girl aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, like I said, slick back hair, gold hoops. Um, They're all originally black people. Of color, and not only honest. that, they've originated from women of color. Black yeah. and brown women have been doing this since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, you know, it's it's how we, we do it. And the same goes for what the hell, what the fuck do you mean, vanilla core? Yeah. You're literally praising whiteness. Mm-hmm. You are literally, it, it just, it does not make sense to me. It, it, there's a, there's a variety, there's a wide array of these aesthetics, these labels, like, I don't understand this coquette core stuff, I don't understand, you know, certain aesthetics are super hyper specific, and so I guess I can understand, like, people being like, oh, the, uh, I don't even know, but (laughs) it's just, it's, it's really draining, and it's exhausting, because it's like, there's there's a label, there's a niche, and there's a, a category for everything when we are working so hard to break this this norm, yeah. but here we are building it over again. I feel like that going into these aesthetics was our way of breaking out of yes. ourselves. Was our, was our surrealist way of, like, you know, going in like, oh, that, I feel like surrealism in our point of view or in, in my point of view is just... Breaking away from who you are. Yeah. So they're assuming a character, assuming something. Yeah. In a way of obviously escaping the reality in themselves. Yes. But you doing that is putting yourself in a box, putting multiple people exactly. in a box. And is these aesthetics in a way of like copying like people of color is also like problematic. Yeah, it's, it's like it's problematic severely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I think in that, um, I think just bringing attention to that and, and, you know, putting yourself up on a pedestal is mm-hmm. really what's going to allow you to bring your, 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 you know, your surrealistic visions to life and, and everything like that. And, um, as for me, at least, um, I don't know. I think, like I said, doing like a little bit of inner child work has kind of helped me figure out where I'm going with my style. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I really haven't been shopping as much as I used to, um, also because, you know, I'm super busy and, <laughs> you know, we're in college and we have yeah. priorities, yeah. but, um, just using what I already have, um, and also, I, you know, I'm a, I, I'm a trend girl, I love, mm-hmm. I'm a trendy bitch, I love trends, you know, I think trends are so fun, I think they're a fun way for us to collectively share an experience or, or wear items in our own ways. Yeah. But when it gets to a point where it's just... We're all doing it the same way because we want to, I guess, be like each other or... But we, I don't know. You know what? I don't know why we do that. And this plays into that escapism. Yeah. This plays into that I'm escaping my... I, I guess I guess when I look at it that way, I see it as like, um, okay, uh, the Mew Mew skirt. I'm just going to bring mm-hmm. that up. If I wear that... um. Am I wearing that because I think it's cute or am I wearing this to escape 
this reality that I put myself in of like, oh, I'm not wearing this, yeah. that doesn't make me cool. Yeah. So by wearing it, I'm escaping this like, oh, I'm not cool mindset mm-hmm. to be in this like, oh, I'm a bad bitch. Yeah. I'm trendy. This is what I know, I know fashion. Yeah. I know you don't. You're babe, assuming a character. You don't. You're assuming something. Yeah. I feel like if you wear this because you like it and you do it in your own way that's you being fashionable yes that's you being trendy that's you being a fashion girly yeah like appreciating fashion and knowing fashion yep in your own way yep yeah absolutely yeah totally 100,000 percent agree um but yeah i mean it's it's there's there's multiple ways to break this you know, it's not a one-dimensional thing. And mm-hmm. I think that's also something important to keep in mind in terms of any medium that you're in. Nothing is one-dimensional. Yeah. Nothing. Like, literally nothing. It, it could be the most surface-level thing as a photo. Mm-hmm. But if you, if the model or, or, you know, the subject is exuding a kind of individualistic energy or exuding this kind of uh avant-garde I guess Mm -hmm. you know look or whatever I'm trying I don't know what I'm trying to say but basically what I'm saying is if you just add an element of you and your fantasy and bring that to life you don't have to do something crazy like you know do this entire you know concept or live by you know your your mind like you can break in and out Mm -hmm. of reality as much as you please I feel like it could be healthy if you're adding a connection of yourself, like you said, like if you're, if you decide, okay, I want to, I want to dress in, I guess, this euphoria-esque way. Yes. Obviously adding that aspect of yourself, because that was a big part, I feel like, of surrealist media. Yes, yes. In a way. Let's, let's get into that for sure, because I think over the pandemic, I think this is really when the tides turned, when the tables turned. Um, not only because of, you know, quarantine, so we, we got into this, like, loungewear, this, Mm -hmm. like, I'm chilling, this self-care mindset, and, um, and and not only with that, but forms of media have changed since then, so, like, um, I think, I think we really do, Gen Z, um, not just us, but I think, uh, I think our climate and our environment says a lot about us. Yeah. And a lot about what we wear what we do, what we think, and how we act. All of those things play factors into your outer image. I feel like we are the generation that's constantly trying to escape. Yes. I, yeah. Yes, I feel exactly. like, because we have options. Yeah. We have, we have options. We have options, yeah. yeah. We have so like, hell, we have a hell all right, of options. Like, cause a tons of shit has happened to us. Oh. They talk about yeah. us being the generation that, that hasn't, is the only generation that hasn't really experienced like our well, our age group hasn't really experienced nine eleven, and us of them hammering us, being like, "This is what happened." Yeah, you go watch early people dying on screen. That affected us consciously. Then this pandemic then happened. Big monumental things in our life. We like, went I didn't an experience entire... my eighteenth birthday. Yeah, that's something that's supposed to be big. Your graduation, you didn't experience prom. Different trips that you're supposed to have, like you didn't have. Yeah, and it's very fucking traumatizing. Yeah, it is. And not only that, um, but you, you, I think, wait, I'm sorry, you brought up, um, you just brought up a really good point, um, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, so Gen Z, um, what I was saying was, 
is um, I noticed that because of, of the shared experiences and the shared events, we've, we've culminated kind of together. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we're kind of breaking out of this, like, mold, this matrix, if you will. And um, in that, um, I think our our fashion sense our personal style mm-hmm. reflects our environment totally yeah. and that's why i think bringing up the those glasses specifically mm-hmm. these uh sharp black silhouettes wearing belts as tops and um <laughs> it's like it's giving real like it's giving utilitarian it's yeah. giving like uh it's it's giving I don't know um dystopian I, dystopian yes. like it's it's like exactly. Hunger Games exactly that was a true big surrealist yeah like, exactly media moment and not yeah. to give like a little self promo but um I also aside from blush I um have my own magazine Prima Donna Zine um hey. and uh, this issue's uh, concept is utopia yeah so I'm so glad that I'm here in this episode today because this has been like at the forefront of my mind for so long. And so, with with this issue for Primadonna, I wanted to bring this fantasy world to life mm-hmm. and break out of the mold that we've been placed in for so long. And that's the point of this: is to give, you know, the, an individual an alternate universe in which yeah. they can escape, you know, the reprimands and the demands and the the expectations of society to create what their dream world looks mm-hmm. like. And um, in this issue, I really wanted to focus on that. I wanted to hone in on that. And so. Um, bringing up this, this, uh, this Matrix-like thing, there's a little Easter egg in this, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, and you'll see in December, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to talk about this because we are really reflective of our political state, our economic state, and we are very reflective of our mental health. Yeah. Um, there are a handful of individuals, and there's always going to be the girlies that wear all black, and you know what? Props to you, because that shit is cunt. You look good, and you look sharp, and you look powerful. But also, at the same time, I think there's, like, a divide. I think there's, like, the girlies that wear, you know, all black, and these, like, sharper silhouettes, and there's, like, the girlies that are frilly and like to wear color, and then there's mm-hmm. your in-between, and that's the beauty of it, is yeah. that not everyone's going to have the same thing. But I've noticed with our trends... Our trends have been super, super reflective of breaking out of this pandemic, of, um, you know, the unfair uh, conditions of our government. Like, for example, I feel like we're going back to the Matrix, like that 90s mm-hmm. era where people were wearing, like, sharp leather jackets and shoulder pads and um, super, like, uh, face-framing glasses. Um, I think, you know what, I think in the next year, I, I don't know if I'm predicting a trend here, but we are going to, next year, I really think we're going to start going back to that Y2K. And I'm not talking Y2K, Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton. We're talking about TLC, no scrubs video, Y2K, We're talking, right? yeah. We're talking about, um, I'm trying to think of a music video. Uh, there's like a music video, I think. I feel like it was like a genre of music videos. Like the Hit 'Em Up video has that same aspect of like futuristic. Yes. Have like, you, yeah. I don't know if you guys and, and listeners, I don't know if you've, familiar with red hot chili peppers i think there's a music video um i think it's i think it's californication which is one of Mm. their most popular songs 
And I remember it was, like, that really bad, like, CGI. Mm -hmm. um, like, you remember when, like, mm -hmm. that was the future? That was so cool. It was really when, cool. When, like, those yeah. Nokia ads were, like, that, like, sharp blue and silver. and um, The reds. The potent reds. The metallic. Yeah. The dusky, grainy stuff. I think that's going to come back. And I think I'm honestly here for that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I Personally, I just think that aesthetic is so cool. But um, like I was saying, it's reflective of our current economic state. It's reflective of, of what's going on uh, in America. Because, our technological you know, advances as well. I yes, think. this metaverse shit. Mm -hmm. I think I don't know if you guys have seen Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not saying this, but I would not be surprised if that's how our reality looks in a couple of years. And so in that, I think we're escaping. I think we're escaping this this uh, realistic age and really making it digital and not reflects yeah. of our clothing. So like I said, um, I think obviously leather jackets are not going anywhere. They'll never go anywhere. But biker jackets, mm -hmm. biker jackets are huge right now. Um, those like collared. I love it. I think it's so it's so cute. I I think it's super cute, and I I want to get one in blue. <laughs> uh, so there you go. That's me making it polarified, if you will. Um, but, uh, like I was saying, those glasses, um, I don't want to keep bringing those up, but leather pants, belts as tops, chain belts, um, what else, uh, charm jewelry, um, that's really in right now, um, what else, I'm trying to think of, like, futuristic-y trends that are, like, super popular right now. Diesel is a good example. Yes, They're like resurging. The belt mini skirt. The dusk thing. metallic yeah. color palette. Um, you know, patterns and prints are getting more geometric. Mm -hmm. So that kind of gives me matrix vibes. That yeah. kind of gives me like we're trying to escape something that's coding us. And the sense of like I feel like fashion photography wise, I've been taking a fashion photography class. Oh, slight. Awesome. But like I feel like our generation is going into this like surrealist, like and cubist type of yes. like way of living yeah like geometric shapes the 3d, 3D design, design. Yeah. yeah absolutely that's super huge right now and i, I love it personally i mm -hmm. think it's so cool so why not use that to kind of define our generation or to kind of like redefine it if yeah. you will um but in that like i was saying um i think our our media also plays a huge point i mean a huge part in this as well because um, Euphoria, take that for example. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another show, and I, I guess we'll we'll talk about Euphoria first. But Euphoria came out in 2019. Mm -hmm. That was like pre-pandemic, um, I think. And so I think from then on, um, you know, the girlies started getting more into their makeup. Yeah. You know, we started wearing more revealing clothing. We started wearing um, sharper cutouts and. Mm -hmm. um, what else like brighter we were colors geometric shapes geometric well. shapes yeah. are starting to, to bloom mm -hmm. a little bit here um but take for example you know uh the eight girl of euphoria maddie perez yeah first off that is my girl i <laughs> i resonate with that character on a spiritual a mental and emotional level and so i've noticed like a lot of people have been getting more into eye makeup and she her character she wears and Heidi Bevins is awesome. Heidi Bevins is the costume or the wardrobe stylist for Euphoria. So she handpicks all of those outfits. And Sam Levinson, don't come for me, but Heidi Bevins put way more thought into the characters this season <laughs> than, uh, than uh, Levinson did. But um, aside from that, she does a really good job of curating looks based on the character. Yeah. And I think looking at that from a stylistic perspective, 
Um, it makes me, whenever I want to do an editorial or, or anything, when I'm styling another person or talking about fashion, it makes me want to get into their psyche mm-hmm. and who they are. And that's why I think it's so important before you label this the Maddie aesthetic yeah. or the, the Cassie aesthetic or the Rue aesthetic. You have to understand the character. Mm-hmm. You have to understand why they wear those things because it's them. Um, and that's why I think we grasp onto shows so much because yeah. the identity of the character shows through the clothing. Mm-hmm. And so we lack that. And so by picking on to Maddie or Rue or Cassie or Kat, it allows us to be like, oh, that's kind of reminds me of me. So let me add that. So instead of doing that, I think we need to look at ourselves and analyze ourselves the way we would a character. Yeah. Um, but again, I even caught myself, um, and I'm so glad I did. Um, I even caught myself getting a little bit more dramatic with my eye makeup. Now I know how to do like a, a, a I can I can glam it up, you know. <laughs> um, I love to have fun through that, and so, um, so in that I think we started grasping onto these characters, you know, with Euphoria. Like I said, graphic eyeliner started mm. getting huge. Rhinestones on your face for fun started getting huge. Um, yeah, so what if you show up to school looking like a slut? That eats like the Euphoria <laughs> memes, like the. Uh, I don't know if you remember when um, those memes were like POV, you're at Euphoria High, and yeah. it's like 3 o'clock, or you're going They're wearing to, you're like going a to little lunch. string. Yeah, it's like an, IM, small bag, yeah, it's like like, an IMG uh, yeah. you know, two-piece set to PE. The only thing in your bag is a pen. Like, literally, <laughs> boss, me. And that's it. Me, literally. No paper? <laughs> no. Uh, but that's, that's, and that's funny because it's like, I like that though, because mm-hmm. that's that show. The yeah. show branded itself. And it allowed us to move forward as a generation and kind of build our own identities off mm-hmm. of that. Um, and so I think Euphoria is a great example of, of how we use those things to escape. Um, I hope this, like, new age, like, brings in more creativity. Yeah. In fashion, especially in fashion publications. Yes. I feel like definitely oh, we're, yeah. Vogue USA has definitely been not on its game. Yeah, I'm... And you know, come for me. I yeah. know you have eyes everywhere, but girl. And since looking back at like different fashion photographs and different covers, I'm like, damn, we really were doing our thing back yeah, then. Yeah, because we yeah. didn't have all this media shoved down our throats. Yeah, and then you now know? it's like giving boring. It's like, giving. It's giving. Oh, I found a celebrity. Let's put her in Balenciaga. Yeah. That yeah, is not it. fashion, babe. That is not fashion. That is not. And I have, I love uh, publications like Interview. Um, mm-hmm. I love ID, B Magazine. Um, what else? Uh, there's so, Numero. Um, they are really great at using their branding to, to give like a really cool image. And I think that's why um, our generation's like, you know, publications, I think there's this this connotation that magazines are a dying industry. Let me tell yeah. you right now, that shit is going to be revived real quick. It's going to be revived, and, and, I, and I think, and that's up to us, especially, you know, like, blush. Yeah. Um, my own, uh, you know, my own uh, outside things going on. I, I'm looking at this as, like, okay, how do I capitalize on something that's dying? Because, um, like, for example, there's been so many things, like, you know, Facebook. Facebook was started in a dorm, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, you know, social media was, wasn't really looked at as a big thing. That's how magazines are kind of looked at right now. Yeah. So if we use our voices, especially through publication and through fashion, and, you know, magazines are supposed to respond to what's mm-hmm. going on right now. Magazines are supposed to give a surrealistic escape as to, to what, you know, trends are and mm-hmm. what the future of fashion is like. It's basically news. It's your, your, 
your forecast, it's your meteorology of the, of the, the season. And so with magazines, I think we're going to see a revival. Yeah. I really do. And I think it takes people like us um, and, my, and myself included to bring that to light. And I'm so excited that we have this platform and I'm so excited we go to a school like FIT, which promotes, you know, these ideals Mm -hmm. and we work with like-minded individuals to create an entirely new universe. Yeah. And I think that's so fun and I look forward to the future because of that. And, um, also, you know, if you're into astrology, not to bring up, you know, uh, my astrology knowledge, but I, one thing about me, if I get in a conversation, I'm going to bring it up. Um, but, uh, on an astrological perspective, um, what I'm talking about also correlates directly with what's going on in the stars. Um, Pluto, I think is projected to move into Aquarius pretty soon, or I could be mistaken. It already has. I don't know. But, um, next year I think it's moving back into Aquarius. Right now, Pluto is in Capricorn. So the United States just had its Pluto return. Pluto is an outer planet. You know, it's considered a dwarf planet. It's considered kind of irrelevant. Um, But it's the planet, it's a generational planet. So it only orbits in a sign about um, a couple, I think about a a couple years. And so for someone to have a return, it takes over 254 years. That's a little lesson for today. But Pluto in itself, each planet in astrology represents a different um, entity, a different energy, a different way of life. So Pluto is generational. So everybody, you know, if we probably have the same Pluto mm-hmm. placement. Most people in our generation, Gen Z, have it in Sagittarius. So we're all about exploring and making noise. And, you know, Nicki Minaj said it, Sagittarius, you know, I'm an optimist. <laughs> I think that's why our generation is super optimistic and super playful and all about expanding and making things bigger and larger than life. And I love that about us. I yeah. think it's so cool. But right now, Pluto is moving into Aquarius. Aquarius is the sign of individuality. It's the sign of of humanitarianism. It's the sign of basically like a it, it gives movement. It yeah. gives um like you know a, a, a pop culture like a renewal. It just it's Aquarius is so cool because it's all about that future. Mm-hmm. It, Aquarius is really the alien sign, really, and and it's obviously. If you're an Aquarius and you're listening to this, you've probably been told, you know, you're different or you're alien-esque or you're out of this world. And, and it's really cool because I think the, the Aquarius traits really play into Gen Z a lot. Um, and so next year, what I'm saying with this, this transit, it's going to be really interesting, not only looking at this from a global scale of, you know, economics, politics, social warfare, you know, film, media, all forms of art, but especially in fashion, we're going to see some crazy new out of this world type of shit and I'm so excited for it I think we're really gonna see some brands resurface and I think some brands are gonna go down um but that's that's life that's yeah. the give and take of, of fashion that's the beauty of it um and so ooh, my stomach um, <laughs> <laughs> um, same girl <laughs> um so anyways like I was saying I think we're gonna see this new wave um of ideas and of concepts come to life and I'm very excited for that because I think it's gonna it's gonna bring about some really new interesting things um but but aside from the astrological things I think that is something to pay attention to as well um in fashion um I I can you know always come back and talk a little bit more yes, about how that you know, correlates and I absolutely agree yeah we could talk about this for hours oh yeah absolutely. but um 
I guess we could go on to what can we look forward to with Blush? Yeah. Yeah, with the magazine. Can you give us a little sneak peek on things? Yeah, absolutely. So articles look great. Um, mm-hmm. I I am very excited. The concepts are very good, this issue. I think we're going to see some stuff that's not only going to be good for editorial, but I think we're going to think about it after we scroll through. I mean, after we, you know, browse through and print. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's... You know, there's some concepts that play into avant-garde and, and surrealism, and I think that's that's very um, that's going to be very cool to see. This issue's concept is a little bit about um, you know surrealism, and I think it's going to be really cool to bring that to life. And I'm so excited yeah, to see. Um, but we only we we have what about less than a month till yeah. the the issue releases. So, yeah, just keep in mind that um, a lot of what I'm talking about correlates to the the article content for the fashion section, at least. Um, Especially culture. Culture is, I'm very excited to see how that that goes. Um, I've taken a peek at some things, and I'm like, wow, this is so good. Oh, my God. But, yeah, with the magazine, though, um, I think over the, the, the trajectory of Lush and, you know, um, as long as I'm on the team, I really want to make sure that we hone in on this. Everyone has a different perspective mindset. And I want to make sure that that's at the forefront of our voices in fashion. Um, especially through writing, because let's be real. Half of you guys are not reading these articles. Half yeah. of you guys are looking at the pictures. I'm low-key looking at and, the And look, look, and that's totally yeah. okay. It's okay to admit that. But I think... That's why I wanna admit, I wanna I wanna bring attention to that. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanna say I know you guys. I yeah. know you guys are scrolling through it. It just depends. I feel like if yeah. I if I see like the article and like it's like an amazing ass title or something that I'm truly interested, in, I'm like okay. But trust me when I say yeah. trust me when I say this issue and upcoming what, what, as long as I'm fashion editor, you're gonna be interested in what we have to say. Okay, great. So so just know this issue you're gonna you're gonna. Give and take, but you're gonna you're gonna hear some things, and it's gonna. I think it's really good uh, to keep in mind that you know even just because a concept is good doesn't mean it's gonna sit with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a, a handful of these concepts are gonna sit with you and make you ponder and make you you reflect on your own personal style, which is exactly what I wanted to do as the editor, and I know that's what you know you know uh, our editor in chief Braylon wanted to do as well, um, and I'm very excited to work with with um, what we have going on, and this issue's going to be really good. I'm very excited. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, expect to hear some avant-garde things, expect to hear some surrealistic takes, and um, just know that you'll be able to escape. Oh, my God, through this. yes. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, this was this episode. Yeah. I hope you took away a good amount of things. You you read the, how you see fashion. Absolutely. How you even express your style of fashion i hope you tune in with us next week yeah thank you pilar we would love to have you back again thank you for having me it was awesome yes and we'll see you later yeah thanks guys bye oh slay